evening. Welcome on in to Sports Talk. My name's Darcy Watergrave. Great to be on board. It's as good as 7.07, let's call it. 6th of December, 2022. On this evening's show, what should we speak of? Well, Ricky Herbert's going to join us. Join us. Join us. It's going to join us. Jader on in the piece. He's going to join us later on in the piece. Former All-White World Cup coach. Talk about what we've gleaned out of the uh, last few matches, the round of 16, and look forward to the final two matches to decide the quarter-finalists for this edition of FIFA's Football World Cup. We'll take your calls on 0800 80 10 80. We'll get your texts on 9292. That's ZB That'll cost your standard text charge. Don't freak out. It's okay. But we're going to kick the program off with co-founder of Save Women's Sport Australasia on Sport New Zealand, allowing transgender athletes to participate in community sport with essentially no background checks. It's an interesting debate and could probably go on for years. In fact, I know it will. There is uh, no common area here. It is difficult. It is new. And it's something that Sport New Zealand are putting a foot forward to. So we'll talk with Roe Edge and her opinions on that. And then take your thoughts on, indeed, if it is disadvantageous, if there's such a word, to women athletes to have this policy. I'll help you through that later on in the piece. But before we get anywhere, let's get nice and close to Warren. Warren? Sport Today. Warren. Warren Gatlin. Global rugby mercenary, well, he is, isn't he, really? Has taken himself uh, off New Zealand's Christmas, New Zealand rugby's Christmas card list by telling them what we all know that Scott Razor Robertson should be the next All Black coach. New Zealand, who's been incredibly successful in terms of Razor, and he deserves an opportunity because of the success he's had in New Zealand rugby, if that comes along. Sorry about that. Grendon and the machine. We'll sort it out. And that that will come along, that opportunity, unless Foster pulls off a boil over at the World Cup, which could still happen, OK? When you consider what's happening with Wales and English rugby right now, chaos. Oh, Black Sock legend Mark Sorensen has learned a lot after a poor showing at the Softball World Cup. We've used these tours in the past for developmental purposes to bring the athletes on to learn a little bit about them. We were still learning about some of our athletes during the event and also ourselves on the diamond coaching. There hadn't been a massive amount. Yeah, no, limited touring time for sure. Black Stick Phil Burrows has been handed the reins of the Black Sticks women's team. It's been a Fast track to the top job, which has caught even him by surprise. Ultimate goal for sure was to become a head coach of a um, international program. And for it to be my home country, that's uh, even extra special. So to be honest, it probably came earlier than expected, but really happy to be given the role. Sport NZ boss Raylene Castle says the newly released guidelines around the transgender and com- sorry transgender inclusion in community sport is a good way to commence discussion on a rather prickly subject. The nature of some guidelines is that people can think about that in the context um, of what good looks like. If you And if you put the overlay, which is you want to keep volunteers safe and you want to keep the transgender community safe, that's a really good start point. Spanish midfielder Rodri is showing the required respect of his Moroccan opposition for tomorrow morning's Round 16 clash. I think it's a team that has run a lot the last years. I think being one of the top teams in, in Africa. So I think they're a very, very strong team. Uh, you can see the names they have, the, the players they have with quality, with power. And finally, skipper Ben Stokes has a rough idea where his English team's victory over Pakistan last night actually rates. I think this is maybe up there with one of England's greatest away test match wins. And it was. And that's... Sport Today.
Uh, released today by Sport NZ as a uh, guideline around the introduction of the trans community into sport at a community level. Now, this has obviously rubbed a few people the wrong way. There's been a lot of conversation, discussion around this and what it means, for example, to the women's sporting fraternity. We're joined now by Ro Edge. She's the co-founder of Save Women's Sport Australasia. Now, transgender athletes will be involved, be allowed to be involved without any necessary checks that they uh, decide that they are representing a man or a woman, vice versa. It makes no difference. There are no tests involved in this uh, anymore. It's how they feel, self-defined. It's got a whole lot of sideways around this particular uh, engagement, this argument. But I suppose first up, we should we should talk to Roe about what Save Women's Sport Australasia makes of it. And uh, she joins us now. Roe Edge, I trust you well. I surely am, Darcy. A little bit shocked at today's announcement, but well, all the same things. Could you please encapsulate what the announcement means in plain language? It's been a rather long document. There's been plenty of arguments around it. Uh, could you summarise what you think from Save Women's Sport Australasia's point of view? Well, look... Sport New Zealand's feedback acknowledged the concerns that we and others raised, but the guidelines don't address how to deal with any of them. And instead what they focus on is re-educating all of us to deny biological reality. And that's going to be at the cost of women and girls at every level of sport. But we want to see trans athletes included in sport because we all know about the immense physical and mental benefits it brings, but it just shouldn't be at the detriment of the female category. And you know, we believe Sport New Zealand are totally out of step with the majority of Kiwis who understand that biological differences between the sexes actually matter because we play sport with our bodies, not with our identities. You know, so, the female sports category, it was created for a very good reason. With the drive behind this, do you think, from Sport New Zealand, why would they come out with a document that says that you basically, uh, if you feel that way, you can compete that way at the community level? Because Grant Robertson, our Minister of Sport, demanded that inclusion was the priority. So Sport New Zealand have done Grant Robertson's bidding and now all of our national sporting associations are also going to have to consider it. Otherwise, they actually risk their funding from Sport New Zealand because Sport New Zealand made it very, very clear in the final webinars with our um, national sporting bodies that they're not interested in funding sports who don't incorporate the guidelines into their policies. So in a situation where the athlete would actually have to medically prove or justify that they have made that transition, not just a feeling in themselves, would that be a better line to go down, do you think, Ro? Well, it's still not fair to females, but I guess what I want to highlight is just something you've brought up. These guidelines allow anybody to self-identify into the sport, whatever category they want. So, Darcy, you can live as a male for the majority of your life, but you can turn up on a Wednesday night to play indoor netball or another sport, and you can identify as a female just for purposes of that sport, and you cannot be denied the ability to participate in that sport and to utilise the female changing rooms. This is, there is no requirement for any medical or physical transition at all, medical or surgical, sorry, transition at all. This is total self-ID in its purest form. You are what you say you are. And if anybody disagrees, then they're the ones that have to be silenced. And the guidelines around funding seem to suggest that they could withdraw, reduce funding from sports that don't climb into line with these transgender inclusive guidelines. 
Yes, we questioned that at their webinars for all the national sports and they admitted that, as I said, they're not interested in funding sports that don't comply. So this is a real challenge for sports because you think about this at grassroots level. Like, you know, all of our local sporting associations run with volunteers. Without those volunteers, they can't function. A lot of those volunteers are older people as well. So if they see a biological male walking into a female changing room and they're not allowed to say anything, they're not going to feel comfortable doing their job because they literally cannot safeguard their female participants. But it's going to have a profound impact from, for everybody, to the officials on the field when they can see that there is such a size disparity that it's placing female athletes at risk with male bodies on the field. It's just whole ignoring reality and it's you know it's going to be at great cost and it's so you, when you think about it every single elite female athlete whether they're a black fern a silver fern a world cup winner or an olympian every single one of them started in advanced with sporting aspirations and community sport level so if they had lost at that very lower level do you reckon they've ever had the motivation to succeed at the highest level and then how are they going to inspire other young girls to do the same if they don't this is, yeah. <laughs> how, how big, sorry, Ro, how big is, would this be, though, as far as percentages or the slice of the population that would actually go and play in a women's sport who feel like they are a female, even though they're not? Are we talking about a huge amount of the population or just a very small slice of people on that way? Are we overreacting well, it, to this? It's, it's incredibly hard to know. But, okay, so let's say it's only a small slice. Why should any female have to, you know, bear the cost? of a male wanting to identify into their into their sports category. We're actually already seeing it now. And it's actually not just going to impact committed, sorry, competitive females in sport. It's also about the females who choose to self-exclude rather than having male bodies in their changing rooms and their sports teams. So whether they're Muslim, whether they're really conservative, or they've been the victim of male violence. And again, we have examples of women of all ages who have self-excluded in New Zealand for these reasons. It's already happening, but the problem is, Darcy, that nobody is allowed to say anything. Everyone that raises concerns is cancelled. Everyone, Every female that raises concerns is pushed out of her sporting club, gym, wherever. It's just, it's a conversation that we're not allowed to have, and it's, yeah, and, and, it, and it breeds this consensus that actually isn't there. And we wonder why all of these females that are on the podium with Kate Weatherly don't say anything. Well, they're not allowed to. If they see something, they have clauses in their contracts where they could be ripped up immediately. So there is a lot of people out there that are really against us in the background, but so many that are scared to say anything because of the ramifications. Is there a solution for this situation? You say with your organisation, inclusivity is very important, and we get that, and I completely understand where you're coming from uh, with this, but is there a, a way this can be worked so it satisfies the needs of all, or is that an impossibility? Well, the challenge is that transgender people want to be acknowledged as the sex that they say they are. So they have a determination for that. I mean, an easy solution would be to simply open up the male category because no one is disadvantaged by anybody going into the male category, whereas females are disadvantaged whether it's male bodies going in there or females taking testosterone if they're doing a transition. They're disadvantaged all the way. So an easy solution, open category. I mean, there's no... And when I say easy, that's still a challenge because a male is going to feel comfortable with female bodies in their changing rooms. I would say that it would be a deep level of discomfort there as well. But 
I'm sure if the funding was available, the changing room scenario could be could be sorted. But yeah, there, there's changes all around. It's no easy solution, but you know, all we're saying is this can't be to the detriment of the female category because. Man, there are females that fought long and hard to get equality in sport, and this just undermines everything. We're joined by Roe Edge from SWSA as uh, we look at this policy from Sport NZ around trans inclusivity. Do you think it's going to be a, an influx of men playing in women's teams? Is this likely to be that big, like overpowering? Well, you'll probably never know, Darcy, because no one will be able to say anything. <laughs> You know, we've had people from high up and high up levels of sport contact us, and they have male trans-identifying players in in their in their sports, and they've raised concerns at a high level, and they've been told they're not allowed to say anything. You can't actually even say acknowledge that they're a male trans-identifying person. You have to pretend that they're female. It's the challenge we're going to have is how are we going to understand the ramifications of this? I guess it will just be down to the drop-off of females' participation in sport, which is already dire at our teenage level. And you put a male body in a girl's changing room, like a teenage girl's changing room. My gosh, I remember my daughter wouldn't even get changed in the changing room with girls until she was like 15. She was so self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Ro Edge, thank you very much for joining us it's from Save Women's Sport Australasia, keeping it fair for women and girls. She's the co-founder of that organisation. I get the feeling around this after um, chatting with Ro that it's disproportionate the reaction to the effect that we'll have to such a minimal amount of female athletes. Just running through a couple of things. Uh, one is that it was only uh, in an early stage of consultation that they considered taking funds away from sporting bodies that didn't fall into line. That's not the case now that they've released this report around gender. They won't lose funding if they don't run with their principles. I think for a vast amount of sports, it's not going to make a huge difference deal of difference the, the people that I know that if transitions don't make a big song and dance about it they want to be included in sport and they're not big strong muscular men that change because they wanted to dominate in a sport it's a long and difficult process born into the wrong body we want some acceptance in their new life and to play a bit of sport. I don't see them dominating any sport. I think that's a it's a rarity. There's a lot of paranoia around this. And the big thing around this working document, if you will, and this is something I was talking with Heather de Plessy Allen about earlier on today, about how that the Sport New Zealand have made this decision. It's not a decision. It's a it's a document that provides guiding principles rather than rules or criteria. Because as they've said, they can't do a one-size-fits-all approach. It's simply not possible. Different codes will require or want to take different approaches. So what they're saying with this documentation, this guideline, is this is what we believe is the way forward with your sport and your organisation. 
you need any help in how you can make this a a safer place for all members of the community, this is what we think you should do. Don't think it's got a strong arm, do this, or you'll no longer be in a sport. And for so many sports, it makes no difference. And this is at the community level where it's most effective because most people don't get to that level where they're playing sport at an elite level. They don't get there. Most people play sport at a garden variety community level. So here's the question. It's inclusive of the trans community. Does that outweigh any negative effect it may have on the cis female community? Now you can tell me from experience in your sporting clubs. Is this guideline, this series of guidelines to help include the trans community in the sporting community, is that overbearing and long run going to do more damage to the cis woman community who are playing sport 0800 80 10 80 and it's complex and it's going to take a it's, it's never going to be sold put it this way it just simply isn't there's a lot of people out there who can't even accept the fact there is such a thing as a transgender person it's too much for them and they won't and you're never going to convince them other ways I'm sure there are a lot of people who care no different I don't think you'll get a uniform agreement across the board around this and how to deal with it. But the fact of the matter is there are trans people, there are trans people in our community who want to play sport and they don't want to be isolated, bullied, pushed in a corner, made to look stupid. They just want to play a game. And all these are as guidelines to make it easier for them. I don't think it's an anti-woman thing. I think it's a pro-acceptance thing. 0800 80 10 80. Let me know what you think. 24 minutes after 7, this is Sports Talk on News Talk ZB. No need for the TMO. We've got the breakdown on Sports Talk. Call 0800 80 1080. News Talk ZB. Seven twenty-seven. This is Sports Talk on News Talk ZB. Flow of texts. Funny that. Some positive, some negative, some angry. I applaud your acceptance, writes one, and humanity, Darcy. But break, brace yourself for the incoming calls because I fear you may be about to face an onslaught of ignorance. Interesting. Let's go to our callers. Nico, hi. What have you got for us? Hey, Darcy, how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. What's up? And Darcy, just that lady you interviewed earlier has basically put down everything that is the problem, is that, you know, um, and I don't want to use the word wokeness because I hate that, but uh, it looks like there is a bit of wokeness in this, that if you don't agree, you get cancelled. And just while I was listening to that interview, looking at the whole thing is there's... So many guys, or what we would perceive as males, going into the female sport, but I've not heard so far of a female going into the male sport. And for me, that is a bit of a problem because, you know, we are humans and there is going to be abuse alike. Um, like the lady said, you know, with a changing room thing and with teenagers and stuff, for males just to get into a 
female's changing room to perv, to be quite honest. He can he can identify he can identify whatever he wants to be, and you cannot ask any questions about it, and that is a concern to me. Well, I, I don't look. There's going to be some extreme cases where there are going to be some people that are beyond the pool and do whatever they can to do that. I, I don't. I think it'd be minimal, surely, of yeah, a man it, it, posing as a woman or saying I identify as a woman to go into a changing room to look at other women. I don't think they stand away from the law of the land, and surely the sports clubs yeah. would recognise that and go, hey, mate, no, that's not the case. We're protecting all of our athletes. I think this is a... But, but also you just said that it is going to be minimal, but for me, one guy going into a female's changing room to Perth is one guy too many. It doesn't matter in, if you live in a, in a nation of 60 million or five and a half million. One guy going in there to Perth and he's done his job is one too many, yeah, and uh, it is open for abuse. Yeah, okay, it might be open for abuse, but I think that with abuse of that kind of nature, you're getting it in all walks. And I yes, think you're you, saying you do, to use this do. as a disguise. Look, you might be, you might, uh, Nico, well, be right on that. Like, I don't know, but it's an interesting discussion point. Trans women in sport will genuinely not be a problem, right? Somebody else, it becomes a problem at the highest level where a mediocre sportsman can still dominate a high-achieving sportswoman. So there's so many different areas in here. One of them is the potential for abuse. One of them is the potential to cut off women's pathways by being better athletes because they're bigger, stronger, faster. It's such a such a complex issue. G'day, Gene. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What's on your um, mind? Well, I, I don't think there's really that big a problem. I mean, there's only around somewhere between 50 and 100,000 transgender people in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, to, to, to go through the mill, you've got to go through the... Um, you've got to have, um, you know... Um, got to have what's names with, with um, psychiatrists and um, those sort of yeah, things. I think, Gene, I, I, I get that and understand. I think that the, the trauma yeah. around doing this and, and, and being born in the body you don't believe is yours, I, I can't even start to think how that must be. And as I said, I know a few trans people, and it's hard. It's, it's yes, the people it with the ability to um, abuse this is what some people are worried about here. I mean, there's, as I said, there's so many different angles about someone might go, actually, um, I don't need to prove anything because... I don't have to, but I identify as a woman. I'm coming into your changing sheds, and I'm going to cause trouble. And, and that, I think that's very rare. But I think that's that's the the line people are worried about, Gene. Yeah. Well, see, I like I wouldn't go into a I wouldn't go into a male's um, changing shed, um, not at my stage. Um, What's I, your stage, use, Gene? Um, well, I've been on hormone therapy. I'm on hormone therapy for a, a wee bit longer. And when, once you get onto that sort of hormone therapy, um, a lot of your male characteristics change, and you you still might have size, but you lose your strength and a lot of other male characteristics. Things, you know, fat and muscle and everything move around, and um, I, I I don't think that. I mean, I, I I would I would use I use women's women's you know toilet facilities and that sort of thing, and 
Um, if you were to play I'll sport, never... Gene, though, and they had changing rooms so you could be private and change in private uh, for, your, for your own privacy, that would be ideal for yep. you in playing sport, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Now, I don't. The, 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 the issue that a couple of people have here is not people like yourself, Gene, because I'm sure there are hundreds of people out there who want to play sport. They're going through this process. It's very difficult and an extraordinarily hard thing to deal with. I, I, as I said before, Gene, I, I couldn't even start to think what the mental processes are like there. It's the people that might abuse this uh, well, that, privilege, that, that, if you will. That's what I'm kind of manning. I, I'm not sure that anybody would um, go to that. You know, um, what name? But pretend to go in. They say, look, actually, I, I because I don't have to prove anything legally. I identify yeah, as a woman, yeah. therefore I'm enjoying your woman's sports club, and I'm coming to the gym. That'd take a fairly brazen individual to do that, and they would be, I'd suggest, not well upstairs. And that's a bigger issue than just a sports club, isn't it? Well, I think that'd be that'd be spotted pretty easily, pretty early on. Um, and and I know I know my own change when I came out. Um, just you know, walking down the street um, in your female clothes for the the first few times, it was it, you know quite a big, I, quite a big. I street. fully expect it would be. Gee, we're going to move on. We're going to carry on with, with the subject of this um, ideas behind uh, Sport NZ uh, coming out with these guidelines around inclusivity for transgender athletes, and that's the key thing here. In Inclusivity for transgender athletes, and I think in any walk of life there is paths for abuse to occur. We're not going to deny that. This is about making sure that transgender athletes don't get treated like outcasts. That's probably the key thing here. 0800 80 1080. Take a look at the five or 9292, that is ZBZB. Guidelines around inclusivity. That's not a bad thing, right? Or is it? I don't think it is. 25 to 8. This is Sports Talk on News Talk ZB. Tires in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. 38 Sports Talk on News Talk ZB. Matt texts, Darcy, listen to Raylene Sabo on Heather's show. It's, it's opening Pandora's box. Each sport needs to look at it. It will not be fixed in our lifetime. I don't even say fixed. It's just something that is... People are open to understanding now. 40, 50 years ago, you wouldn't have had this. It was men, men, girls, girls, woman, woman, boys, boys. That's, that's the way it worked. And But now with the understanding, it's not as binary as some of us would like to have it. Do we operate facilities? And do we operate sporting clubs that take into account this small percentage of our society that aren't doing anything wrong? 0800 Hi, Andrew. How are you? Good, thanks, Darcy. What's up? Hey, look, you, you know, I'm just thinking of a scenario. Uh, what, what, look, hypothetically speaking, you know, what if I was like someone who grew up as male, always identified as male, strong boxer, you know, top athlete, and all of a sudden, maybe I turn 21, I decide I, I now want to identify as female. 
is it is it that simple to sort of just be able to qualify to be able to complete compete professionally in that sort of situation like like how how are we going to monitor this i mean well each sport from what i can gather each sport are allowed to make their own decisions around the criteria in which trans athletes yeah. can compete so yeah. I think with combat sports at the moment, there's a great length of time and testosterone and so on and so forth to determine whether yeah. you can or can't. What they're looking yeah. at with Sporting Z, this is to the best of my knowledge, and I hope I've got this right, is that yeah. it's things like, say you're, uh, you're in a gym boxing training and you are yeah. a trans yeah. athlete and you want your own private area to change and you want yeah. your privacy yeah. respected as opposed to just, it's not about the strength or the weaknesses of the men versus women or trans versus non-trans. It's about how they are respected across the board when they come into a a gym or or a place of training. Does that make more sense? Yeah, 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 I get that. But like, you know, I mean, mean, they're eventually going to compete against females. Is that right? Well, it depends what what the ruling and the settings are within the sport itself, the governing body. They'll say, hey, they'll go, well, actually, we believe, and in some sports it's the case, like uh, in swimming, um, unless you've transitioned uh, before the age of 12, you you cannot compete. And there'll be sports like combat sports that will say the same thing because understand that athletes that were born as a male and if they didn't transition to very late in life are probably bigger and stronger. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, also so saying that, Andrew, though. They have their own kind of rules, I guess, eh? Well, they're, they're asking the sports, and thanks for your call, they're asking the sports to, these are guiding principles. It's the best term I can use. Not not rules or criteria. It's not about the actual competing itself. It's about the inclusive nature of welcoming welcoming people into a sporting club. Hi, Gray. G'day, that last guy answered most of my questions. Uh-huh. Yeah, because my thought is if, if it goes through law, if there's nothing stopping a transgender, say, playing professional rugby, you could have a whole team of transgender that are going to dominate and win the money. If they're any good at rugby. But we're not we're not we're not talking about that. That's at an elite level. This is at a community level. It's about trying to engage yeah, the transgender am, community and coming into and, and being involved in playing in sport. And I'd say there'd be quite a lot that you wouldn't know, and they keep very quiet about it. But there's this. Yeah. I understand now. I, I thought it, this was a broad law that was going to say that um, transgender. I have nothing against transgender. You know, the, competitively, they tried this with UFC in America, and the transgender ex-male absolutely annihilated the whole division, mm. and they stopped it straight away. Yeah, well, away. That, that's problematic. So I think, as I was saying, it's been yeah. only been 10, 20 years. This has become something that people are interested in, and it's going to take a long time to work out any form of parity, if indeed there is or what actually works, not only for the trans community, but for the regular cis community as well. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's a black and white thing here. I don't think it's cut and dried at all. Gray, thanks very much for your call. Candice, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi. Hi. Um, yeah, I just wanted to put a few things straight on here that you've um, commented on. Um, the, these guiding principles are available online. 
um, and you know anyone can access them and read through. And um, it, it does actually say, you know, if anyone that identi- any male that says he has a male identity, a female identity, can- is therefore entitled to play in the female category. No questions asked. So it's got nothing to do with suppressing testosterone. Um, it, it is purely based on how this male about his yeah. body. No, no, we've said that, and this is this is part of the. This is not a, a legal document that binds them. This is a guideline document that says this is what we'd like to see. Up to you, yeah. your individual sports. What what are you going to take for? So therefore, it initiates a conversation about what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. Well, to that I would say, you know, the IOC also only sets guidelines, and. You know, the sport national sporting bodies implemented them and we had um, men competing in the female category at the Olympics. I mean, as these are coming through with the way they are written, there is no consideration at all of the female athletes in this. The entire reason why we have male and female sex categories is to ensure that females are not disadvantaged. Okay, so in a situation with a trans athlete though, and what, what do you think about the... The, the nature of trans people full stop? Are you denying they exist? No, no. I mean, people are free um, to express themselves however they want. And I think we should always challenge um, gender stereotypes and gender norms, and we should always break down those barriers. I think that's really important, particularly as females. Um, we are constantly trying to break down barriers. <laughs> So is there, is, there, is there a solution here, though, Candice? This is the thing, because you take... I, there are always going to be extremes. Like, people are, are, are not, and they are posing for the wrong reason, and it's a disaster. And then you get into the professional sport level where there's a different set of rules. This is about well, community I mean, guidelines at that community level. So is, is there a solution? Well, I, I mean, why can't, why can't we just say, I mean... Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's a solution, which Rowena talked about earlier, about the open category, but... What is wrong with a male being more feminine? He's still, he can be feminine. That is absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Just as a female can be more masculine, and there is nothing wrong with that. But but, but he can't play. Sport. He or she can't play sport for the. They can play sport. <laughs> They're not excluded from sport. Um, no one is excluded from sport. You just can't choose your the category you want to play in. You know, I, we can't choose our age category. You can't choose your weight category, no, and you well, can't choose your sex category. Well, but what what you find with the trans community though is that they've gone through a situation where they are not in the right body, and this is this is a situation where they want to change. So, I don't think it's yeah, as but, flippant but, as but, saying, "I today I want to be a male, today I want to be a female." Is it? No, but what about how that impacts females? Who we cannot change our bodies. I could never identify as a as a transgender woman because I'm female. And in sport, that that's that's a pretty big deal. I mean, we have a male competing in the female category. He wins every race, every single race, takes home prize money. I mean, well, wait, so what happens in that situation within the club themselves, and what are the athletes, and what could be done? Because there's there's nothing I, written in stone here, Candice. I'm just really interested. So, yeah, exactly. Like, it, why aren't we talking to the female athletes and saying, hey, how, how are you guys dealing with this? Um, females did speak up about this, and they said they weren't okay with it, and they were told to focus on their own race as though they could mitigate the, advantage, the, the male physical advantage that he has. 
And this is happening, it's happening in cricket, roller derby, um, road cycling, downhill mountain biking, running and swimming. We, we have examples, we have women um, speaking to us about it. It's so upsetting. Uh, who's us, by the way, Candice? Um, well, I support Save Women's Sport. So I listened to your interview with Rowena and then I heard, I listened to some of your dialogue afterwards. And I just think it's a really sexist um, position to say that female athletes don't matter, that we're not competitive, that we should just... Um, but is that, is, that what, is that what these guidelines are saying to you? It's, there's nothing in the guidelines that consider the female perspective. You know, so we have had uh, women who were using a changing facility and a male came in, um, or a male was already in there, and they went to the uh, management and they said, look, we're really uncomfortable with this, it's awkward. Um, and they were told to be more tolerant because this is how things are now. But mm. this, we can have women can have boundaries. It's this is not okay. I mean, Candice, we thank you very much for your contribution. Thanks very much for calling the program. And I suppose these are the kind of conversations or discussions they want to try and initiate. You see the desperation in Candice's voice there. Someone's texted in. Uh, why are men imposing themselves on women in sport again? And the difficult thing here is at that community level, so many of these, and there's minimal trans athletes, aren't dominating, aren't bigger, stronger, faster. They just want to play some sport, and they're struggling to find a place where they can play. And the way things are at the moment, they can't. So some would say, well, that's a minority We've got to look after the majority. So the minority, I'm sorry, we're not involving you in our games. It's 10 to 8. This is Sports Talk on News Talk ZB. 0800 80 10 80 lines are open. Seven away from eight. A couple of texts for you. This female caller isn't providing a solution and she's at the coalface of the problem. Actually, Candice Riley looks like it was, who was um, yeah, part of Save Women's Sport Australasia. It would be nice if she had to let us know before she came on, but, you know, that's okay. We got it at her eventually. Not, not, you know, carrying anything. G'day, Andy. How are you? Yeah, well, thanks. Yourself? Oh, yeah. Been worse. What's on your mind? Yeah, look, um, I don't think there is a solution or there's not a solution that's going to keep everyone happy. So no. I think when you look at sport, you're looking at what what is the purpose or what is the most important feature. And if the most important feature is inclusivity and we include everyone and make it all nice and friendly and don't worry about um, um, genders and sexes and so on, that's fine. But it's not going to be fair and probably more importantly, it's not going to be safe. And if you want it to be fair and safe, then you're going to have an issue with inclusivity. So you, you just can't have all of those together. And that's why we can we can have this argument for eternity. Yeah, the, the fair and the safe one's interesting, isn't it? Because if you look at, if you just like, it's kind of a real basic situation when um, some people are naturally much bigger, much stronger, and much faster in the same sex than someone else, and they will dominate and beat and win. And they were born yep. into that body, and that's cool. That's acceptable. But when it's a different body, that's when people have problems. Because I'm sure there are 
there are wahine who play the game of rugby uh, who'd make absolute mincemeat of me and they'd do exactly the same with uh, some other women they play with. But because they're born yeah. of the same gender, they're, they're not. And so people talk about safety. Well, within your own gender, you've also got some pretty pretty impressive humans that could cause all sorts of trouble. Yeah, so you, you're going to have some, I guess, pseudoscience and activists claiming that if you're on um, hormone suppressants for long enough that it's going to take into account all of those um, uh, sex differences and it's going to level the playing field. But, yeah, the reality is it, it doesn't and it's just not safe. And you've got examples in your combat sports where um, in the UFC you've had... Um, uh, females competing against trans transgender females when they weren't aware of it and ends up with fractured eye sockets. Yeah, um, and in those sports, they've got to seriously look at how they govern them. But I think at the moment, because it's still relatively new, it's still and thanks for your call, Andy, still relatively new and fresh, there's, there's so much work to be done around trying to find some kind of parity. Because I tell you this, uh, transgender people aren't going away. It's not going to stop as part of society. The question is, is how do you want to involve transgender people in your society? If indeed you do. We'll finish things off with Trevor. G'day, mate. What's on your mind? Hey, Das. All right. right. You're good, good. Yeah. You know, look, Darcy, um, you know, I, I, the bit that I found the saddest of that first lady you had on, she says that people are too scared to speak up and say something. And, you know, that's what's happening in public life in general, really. But, you know, uh, just listen to that lady too back. She basically confirmed what I says. I mean, you're talking about transgender people want to want to be shown respect. I think I would say, and I think a lot of people agree with me. I think transgender people competing against biological women, they're not showing respect to biological women. Interesting point, Trevor. But we've only got thirty seconds, so thanks very much for uh, making that point. It's just such a complex situation, and people are entitled to their own opinions on whatever else. And here there was a working guideline from Sport NZ, how can we be more inclusive? And you might not agree with it. So be it. You can't agree with everything. I don't think we'll ever get a solution to that. Hey, if you want to listen to Ricky Herbert, uh, we'll stick Ricky online at uh, newstalkzb.co.nz. Listen to the summation of the uh, round of 16 to date. I'm Darcy Waldergrave. We'll be back tomorrow from 7. Marcus Lush is back next on Newstalk ZB.